Welcome to today's podcast. We have a very special guest, Greg Paulson. Greg Paulson is the director of application engineering at Sometry and the host of the Manufacturing Explained podcast. Greg, really excited to have you here today. Hey, thanks for having me, Kathy. Greg, it's been phenomenal working very closely with you in the last 13 months since we joined forces between Thomas and Sometry. Um, you've been an inspiration in terms of your passion for technologies and all things manufacturing considered. Um, can you tell us a bit more about your background and your role at Sometry? Yeah, absolutely. And I got to say, I'm like, wow, 13 months, you know, it's it has flown by. Uh, just uh, it's been really exciting to be part of a marketplace and growing even further uh, and just growing, you know, myself as well as I just keep on learning more and more and more uh, about the industry. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Greg Paulson. Uh, I've been working in advanced manufacturing for about 15 years, give or take. Uh, I actually got my first touch of uh, manufacturing early on, uh, actually right, right in high school. I started really getting affiliated with CAD. So CAD software at that point it was 2D. And then I got my first 3D version of CAD software when I was a senior in high school. And it just blew my mind, this, this power to extrude. Uh, and went through college, uh, got a business undergraduate, and then started studying uh, integrated science and technology, where I found uh, my true love in manufacturing, which was additive manufacturing. I was exposed to a technology called selective laser sintering, which is a 3D printing process, a professional process for making plastic parts. And I can't say that three times fast, but uh, there I had to go. And uh, with SLS, I found my career. I just started searching for places that did this. And I ended up working in a product development uh, company for about four years, uh, working on ruggedized defense systems where I did both 3D design, mostly uh, CAD retrofits, taking stuff that was old and legacy and turning into new, as well as working on new projects alongside uh, senior mechanical engineers and electrical engineers. And I kind of worked in the middle where I was working with the technical leads, as well as working uh, with our customers directly. And I had a knack for communicating technical stuff to the customers and listening to the customers, two years, one mouth, figuring out what they really wanted to have and talking and bringing those into two requirements uh, for our engineers. And that's where Zometry really got into play. I was looking to branch out, looking to actually start some sort of service. I wanted to make parts for people and, and do that as a service. And a company came around uh, right in right on Maryland, which is uh, up the road from me. And they were looking for someone who knew how to make parts and who was looking to talk to customers about this and someone who had the empathy, who's been in the seat of, you know, sourcing through various vendors, that whole supply chain business, this, this pain of procurement and trying to make it easier for them. And so I ended up taking my uh, first role at Zometry and that was nearly nine years ago. Amazing. And for the listeners who might not have heard of Sometry, we are a digital market a marketplace that connect 10,000 suppliers, partners that can produce tremendous range of manufacturing uh, products for many industries, from medical device manufacturing, automotive, aerospace and defense, to many more. Um, Greg, how would you explain to someone outside of our industry, what does Sometry do? So usually if you're an engineer, I say we make a ton of parts. You know, I, I always start with that because it's just, 
this is what happens. You know, you upload, a, you can upload a technical file. Um, we actually use AI and machine learning to interpret that file. Uh, we have over nearly 20 manufacturing processes now. I feel like by the time this is published, we'll probably be over 20 manufacturing processes and counting. Uh, but we actually use AI machine learning, interpret that file, give instant pricing and lead times, and you can go and click and configure and change between, for example, CNC machining to additive manufacturing process of plastics from metal to molding, uh, urethane casting, everything in between. And you're able to get instant gratification. There's no more email blast and wait and hope for a response. Uh, you're actually using a digital interface to get quotes and order and procure in real time. And as you mentioned, we are connected to thousands of manufacturers, which means we have a highly redundant, highly capable professional ecosystem of manufacturers to produce parts on demand. So you could give me a thousand orders tonight and we could get a thousand order start tomorrow. It's, it's massively scalable. Uh, it's very, very resilient because you have a geographic dispersion on our supply chain. And we just found so many successes adopting a digital manufacturing marketplace model. Incredible. And I think what I learned in the career for our last three years is that supply chain used to be a completely invisible topic. Manufacturing used to be something that people know it exists, but they don't really need to learn anything about uh, throughout the day to day. And now it, both really important industries have been thrusted into the limelight. Um, as such, I'm going to actually share some of the key observations in 2022 and really bring you in to see, given that you're, you have a really cool um, overview of many industries and experts, what you, what you observe based on those trends. So number one, really exciting in 2022, um, we passed the in, in, Inflation Reduction Act and the CHIPS Act. Both acts uh, are really designed to drive more local domestic manufacturing activities around electric vehicles, as well as uh, increasing the, the investment in STEM education. Now, in terms of manufacturing in, in automotive, what are you seeing that that Sumatry had play a big role in that outside of manufacturing people might not know about that are very cool for us to know about? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting. So Zometry, we're now a public company, but we weren't always that. We we had angel investor, investors and we had our early round investors. And one of our early round investors was BMW. And they didn't just find us because the CEO started talking to BMW. I mean, ultimately they did, of course. But it was because the tooling engineers found us. They had a problem. Uh, tooling engineers, uh, they're working at the factory floor. Their job is to make it easier uh, for the assembly teams to put together uh, the, the vehicles, put them together faster, reduce fatigue, and reduce error, right? Reduce error, reduce industries. So they're always working on solutions. And one of the things you have to think about with vehicles is that there's no flat spaces on any vehicles. There, there's, there are no right angles. Everything is highly cur curved. You know, everything's very sexy in, in, in vehicle construction, which means when you need to put the BMW logo emblem or the trim or the bumper in the exact same spot, you don't have a lot of places to indicate to. So these tooling engineers are actually creating these very creative designs that are they're very sometimes Willy Wonka-ish. Sometimes they're straightforward, but a lot of times they're really fun because they need to, you know, find one little place uh, that they could indicate to in order to make sure that every single time 
the, the decals are put on the right place. And they'll build these designs using multiple processes. They may need 3D printing for the main body to get a rigid but lightweight uh, handheld fixture. They may be using CNC machining for those indicator spots that may be fixing against metal pieces uh, on the car frame. They may be using urethane casting for soft touch uh, features so they're not going to mar the vehicle on the production line. And traditionally, they need to go to individual vendors of each one of these processes and, again, do that hurry up and wait, RFQ blast, hope for the best, and then order and become a supply chain manager waiting for stuff to come around. Uh, they found Zometry, and they loved us because they could literally just give us their entire bomb, their entire bill of materials, and say, make it. And we say, we'll do. And we put those together, and we even do uh, sub-assembly services for them. So we will put the, the small handheld jigs and fixtures together at our factory in Gaithersburg. And we'll ship them back out, out to the tooling engineers. We found that, you know, we got, uh, um, we've heard from other, you know, other tooling engineers in different areas uh, with the vehicle assembly plants. And we've been producing those because we just have such a unique skill set of consolidating uh, their supply chain to just a single point of contact and an easy button for manufacturing custom parts. That is an incredible story. Um, and also I, I know that for a lot of people in the in in, in within the whole you know uh, pandemic induced era, they started understanding the concept of supply chain in a visceral way. Like you've been waiting for the kitchen cabinet for two months, it just won't arrive. However, there is another really interesting layer of opportunities and challenges in our sector that people don't talk about as much, which is um, really how you manage diminishing parts and, and materials. What I mean by that is you could be a massive infrastructure company, say you have your railroad, you have your train, some of the parts and, and the vehicles you might have manufactured 20 years ago, they are still really strong and robust as a supply system. However, there are moments when you need a very specific parts that the factory that manufactured today no longer exists. And, and this is a very important linchpin in how we keep things working in our economy. Can you talk us through what's rolled in symmetry in resolving that sort of really fascinating um, on-demand problems? Yeah, absolutely, Kathy. And this is uh, something I've had a lot of in-person experience with. I've been up to, uh, I've I've been to uh, NIST's uh, building to Bethesda, where they have a large power plant and facility, and they they need to replace a gear. You know, the first time the gear was made was the only time that gear was made for that specific need, and the technical information isn't there. You know, before uh, I'm in the DC metro area, if you can't tell, uh, so I've I've been out to the DC metro uh, MRO team. Uh, they're running into pl uh, things where these parts were made 50 plus years ago. And ultimately, I've come from defense manufacturing, where I've worked with uh, programmatic logistics, um, uh, logistics like D Defense Logistics Agency, which serves all of the U.S. military. It's it's that maintenance quantity, it's the lower quantities. The manufacturers are not always there, and sometimes that technical information isn't always complete. Zometry can work with these companies to help uh, help become a go-to resource because we already have that Rolodex. We already have that listing of capable suppliers. Um, uh, we can uh, get the technical information, be able to provide a quote. Uh, so even if it's not an instant quote, we do have uh, manufacturing experts on staff that will be able to take a look at this, find solutions. And as soon as we can quote, we can make. 
And that's something that's really, really powerful for these teams who are used to, again, this very, uh, very long lead time process. The second that we're able to quote, we know that we have capable manufacturers. We have the data as an as a AI-driven company. We're able to understand and build those predictions in place. So we're able to create these parts on demand with no minimums. And also because we are matchmaking with suppliers on our network, we're able to matchmake with suppliers who have prior experience making parts like that uh, at you know, great costs you know, with, at high value. So we're actually able to give suppliers the stuff that they want to do too. So it's not just uh, helping people who need the stuff made, but it's also helping suppliers get work on demand that fits their shop's capabilities. So we've been able to work across MRO, across um, diminishing supply chains, uh, legacy parts, uh, everything in between, because it's been something uh, that we're uniquely set for having a large list of manufacturers uh, plus the technical capabilities and a single uh, single interface through Sometree's website. Greg, we talked about how Sometree is a very helpful partner to create this amazing responsive supply chains for massive automotive manufacturers like BMW, as well as you know MRO's best friends. Any parts, any components that even you find hard to source, we can leverage our partner and AI technologies and our experiential knowledge to get you the parts that will solve your problems really with very little lead time. Um, I want to swing our attention to also, in terms of Sometree's role in helping North American small to large um, entrepreneurs, from small, businesses, small, from small businesses to startups, how are we helping companies innovate, prototype, or even scale the production? Can you give us any example that you've seen recently? Yeah, absolutely. And I think an example that comes to mind uh, for me is Nexo 3D. Uh, so Nexo 3D is a innovative 3D printing company. They're an OEM, an original equipment manufacturer. Uh, they're, they have dove, I guess, diving into the space of so become MSLA or LSCP, which are technical terms for uh, an advanced way of uh, liquid photopolymer 3D printing, creating from liquid vat. Uh, it gets cured with UV resin or with UV light, and essentially makes like your 3D shape in real time. Uh, it's it's very fast uh, for the industry, and it's a great way to make you know end use parts, um, whether you're in product development or you're you're in a production facility. But you first got to make the printer. Uh, so that's where Zometry came in. And actually, I love this because we're kind of behind the scenes on a lot of OEM like equipment being made. Is they kind of make their their devices somehow. And they need a secure supply chain. Uh, we started uh, working with Nexa on the prototyping phases. They're, they're working using 3D printing methods uh, and, and other processes, CNC machining, prototyping uh, along their way to uh, validate their design. Uh, one thing they didn't realize was that we also are a scaling manufacturing partner. Uh, they were able to speak with our, our sales leads and, and work through and say, like, this is where our launch date is. This is what we need to do. Like we're we're here. Eleven months from now, we need to be here. We need to have uh, boxes on the dock going out to our customers. Can we can we do that? We were able to work with them and create a consolidated supply chain plan uh, across multiple processes: uh, sheet cutting, sheet metal, CNC machining, injection molding, and we actually produced about eighty five percent of the bill of materials. Uh, for their 
newest printer, which is called the Zip, which is a, a desktop version of their flagship production printer. And we're just, we couldn't be more proud of our relationship with them. But it was something that was really cool. It was a paradigm shift because, they, again, they were using us for, you know, quick and low cost, good prototypes going along the way. And then luckily, one of their engineers had was able to ask the question, hey, can you do this in, in volume two? And we were able to work with them and shift through. Uh, Kathy, a lot of times when I talk to my customers, I say, you know, where do you see yourself in six weeks, in six months, and in six years? And the reason why I say, say that is because during the product development lifecycle, especially if they're at the green stage where they're still doing iterative design, um, the processes and technologies and even the way you approach the scale is, is very different. What's important to you is very, very different. Speed is usually super important very early on where you have some leeway with, with cost uh, as you move into more mature product cycles. And we're able to meet them where they, where, uh, they need us to be because of our highly diverse manufacturing network and also just the expertise that we have on staff. Um, we are not just a website. We actually do have uh, grizzled veterans in all industries that are here and we love working with our customers on these projects and finding solutions for them. Uh, but yeah, I'm just really proud of that project and working with anybody uh, who we work with at Zomtree, uh, big or small, they, they have to just really great ideas that we're able to bring to life. Incredible, Greg. And speaking of which, Going back to the beginning, we talked about the fact that you joined Sometry while it was at a startup phase. And now we have over a thousand staff globally. It's an international company worth close to $2 billion in market capital. What keeps you so passionate in, in pushing forward manufacturing within Sometry? Oh my gosh. Uh, so I live vicariously through our customers and our team. I mean, just just really understanding the the problems uh, that our customers have and how we're creating solutions for them. Like we're, we're becoming miracle workers uh, for a lot of what their needs are. And you were, I mean, you hit the nail on the head earlier talking about supply chain uh, where it wasn't a conversational topic. And then the last few years, we realized how important it was where you couldn't just point in a catalog and say, I want my custom thing. Like there's a lot of work involved. Uh, using this platform, really taking this tribal knowledge that you know our in-house staff has, our, our the experts that we work with have, and turning it into a digital interface that actually can help scale up and give access to tens of thousands of capable manufacturers, all with you know the click of a mouse, is just something that's really really exciting. So I I, I just love the impact that Zometry can make. I do love the fact that we've been able to build a global, globally expansive uh, office place. I mean, we do have our European team. We have Zometry Asia, and of course, the the headquarters in Zometry US, which is just you know really flag, flagshipping and, and, and paving the way for where we want to be. Uh, I'm excited for all, all the growth that we have and the successes that are here and to come. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Thomas Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview with Greg Paulson, please subscribe, share with a colleague or leave a review.